Welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back to Confessions from a Dental Lab, the show that brings you below the surface so you can understand things right from the source. My name is KJ Eichsted. I'm the brand manager at New Art Dental Lab, and we've been looking to host more dentists on the show, so that's why I'm very excited to, to welcome Dr. Corrado today. Welcome to the show, Dr. Thank Melissa you. Corrado. Thank you. Yeah, so um, you're a younger dentist. You just graduated in 2020, correct? 2020, yes. From Marquette Dental School. Yes. And could you tell us a little bit about just what made you want to become a dentist? Because you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I remember we were talking and, and you were looking at potentially uh, Illinois Chicago's dental school yeah. and then Marquette's dental school. Um, so it, it seemed like you you know you kind of like knew you wanted to do this but what did you what did you learn about an undergrad like how long did you know you wanted to become a dentist can you talk about that for a sec yeah like weird like I just wanted to be a dentist honestly since I was in like first grade first or second grade I don't know what it was I do remember like uh, oral hygiene uh, instruction like we had in school one day and I'm like this is so cool like why do I like teeth and I just kept saying that like growing up every year I want to be a dentist I want to be a dentist and it was cool to see the reactions that my family would get they're like oh you know our first dentist so I would say until eighth grade I would just you know I'd like that reaction I guess that I got from from my family but once I got into high school you know I really started thinking about it more seriously because you know college was always on my mind so I was like okay is this something I can actually see myself doing um, so I shadowed our family dentist um, in high school and I'm like, yeah, like I really like what she does. So when I went to Marquette, I really liked that, you know, Marquette had their own dental school. Well, I went to Marquette for undergrad. So okay. I liked that Marquette had a dental school because my my reasoning was, well, you know, I'll be um, involved in organizations. Maybe I can get, you know, tours of Marquette Dental School, just put my foot in, get a good, you know, feel for Mar- feel for uh, Marquette in general and yeah so when I was in Marquette I got involved with the pre pre dental organization we did a lot of um uh we did a trip to uh, Nicaragua hmm. under um it was global brigade brigades so it was a medical brigade but we did have like a dental component to it as well that I enjoyed uh we did a lot of mission of mercy trips that was um in Wisconsin so they provide free dental care uh for about two days um, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Does that move around every year? It does. I've heard of that. Yeah, yes. it does. So I went cool. to Wausau one year and then I went to Madison one Up year. North. And yeah, right. that was yeah, Did that you was go a long trip. Up there? No. Okay. <laughs> no. But it was so cool. Like just every little exposure like that that I got to dentistry, I just realized like I love this. Working with people, with my hands, um, combining science and art, like I just thought it was like an amazing career. Tu hablas espanol? Si. Okay. Um, how often do you use that in your practice? And like, how much does it, do you think it benefits? Uh, because it's so interesting as you look towards the future, you have your whole career ahead of you. Um, you know, I figure there's going to be more and more like just multilingual yeah. pools of patients, right? Whether yeah. you're a dentist from 
this place or dentists from this place like your your patient pool I know English is one of the main languages. I know Spanish may be mm-hmm. the main language in the United States, but how often do you use it in your current practice? And um, what would you say to maybe aspiring dentists like yourself in high school, college, who who have been learning a language, yeah. um, and like maybe the benefits of just carrying that uh, into giving you an X factor in your career in dental practice? Yeah, you know, it's I'm surprised. I I don't use it too much, surprisingly, but it might be the you know the location of where I work, but um, the times that I have, like I just feel so happy because i can see it in the patient's eyes like when they realize like oh you're the doctor and you know spanish she you know gets me. Yeah. yeah versus uh mostly it's like assistants who you know we have a lot of assistants who speak spanish so the assistant will translate you know for the dentist and everything but it's it is a nice feeling when i can explain to them you know exactly what i want to say to them and that's awesome but um yeah and i mean even um uh, you know, even in the in the front office, sometimes I just walk by the front office and I, I can hear, you know, a patient coming in and, you know, I hear them struggling to speak Spanish. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, you know, like <laughs> I can help you. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if you're, you know, in high school, college, just learning another language in general, like, I mean, Spanish, yes, but I just a firm believer in like the more languages you can learn, the better. I almost wish I knew a third language, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like just being multilingual, I think is such a benefit in any career, to be honest. But I would agree. Like, um, one thing that we found as a theme is patient comfort. A lot of dentists they put right on their website hey we understand you may be experiencing like dental anxiety this might have prevented you from coming into the office for you know months years whatever and they they gear these messages towards patient comfort and i think that that's a big aspect of it is is being able to effectively communicate with someone yeah we didn't even talk about this but one of the cool things about new art is that you know you met frank our owner he's he's fluent in spanish Mm -hmm. so if you ever needed to just like really get down and and get to brass tacks and talk about yeah. how you guys are gonna pull off the miracle case like you can even flip to spanish if you'd like yeah yeah so um That's awesome. I didn't know he spoke yeah he actually lived in peru for eight years from age 10 to 18 wow. so he got to learn like true and those are the critical years too where you really absorb all like the yeah. new language and wow yeah so so here's a question for you um what's like one of your favorite parts of dentistry right now Right now, I would say, you know, it's just helping people feel better. I see a lot of people who are just honestly in in, in pain. And I, I hate the thought that there's so many people out there who, you know, are scared to come into the dentist, but they've been living with pain for so long. But like when they finally do, it's because, you know, that's how bad their dental situation mm. is. And I'm just happy that when they come in, I can just, you know, as best as I can calm them down. Um, do what I got to do to to get them out of pain and just you know when they say thank you and you can just really just see it in their eyes like they're just so grateful Um, I think that's very rewarding that part is very uh, rewarding and then also in general just like when I educate patients on like you know there might be someone who hasn't who admits that they haven't been to the dentist in such a long time you know of course you know things aren't ideal there's you know almost every tooth needs you know work to be done but I can see how motivated they are and so I tell them like listen we got a lot of work to do but you know there's nothing we can't do if you're motivated like you know we let's do this and they'll schedule you know an appointment like every week so I'm seeing them every week every time we're doing you know more and more treatment until eventually like we finish their entire mouth and like I every 
every time they were coming in, like I can see improvement and I can see how excited they are. Yeah, like I floss the way you told me, and <laughs> yeah, like it's such a big difference. Like, that I probably wish... makes them so happy, yeah. like the flossing thing. Yeah. yeah, and honestly though, like I didn't even know that before dental school. Like it's just like a technique, you know. It's just like a way, and so like I feel like well, if I didn't learn it until I went to dental school, like imagine all these people out there. So. I, I just like, you know, explaining that to them and like w- when they really get it, when they have that like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I love when I hear that. Oh, you know, like that when they really understand something. So just seeing them come back and like tell me, you know, that really worked for them or they felt the difference. They can feel how much cleaner it is. And yeah, like I just love seeing like a, a motivated patient like that. Just, yeah. you know, it just feels good. Kind of helping you them. out a yeah. little bit. That too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any advice? This is like a good question, I think, for a lot of listeners. Do you have any advice for maybe dealing with a tricky patient? Because you're very, you know, friendly and I think yeah. most dentists are and they can get along with most patients, but but sometimes everyone has a bad day or sometimes it's like a horrible dental experience or whatever yeah. that maybe, you know, just a tricky situation like what what advice would you give because i know there's a million tips and tricks and i know that maybe someone listening could even just pull this and in, implement it into their yeah. practice this week like do you have anything that you do specifically to try and just like work through it and get to the, the other side and the yeah. solution and stuff yeah and i mean sometimes it's hard too because the patient could be having a bad day and i could be having a bad day too so it's hard a lot of times when there's you know there's you know, if I want to be firm, but they're giving attitude, it's like, okay, you know, how do we figure this out? Um, Sometimes I I notice it's just easier to say, you know, like, you know, look, like, this is what you need, you know, you know, feel free to to get a second opinion. But here's what I think, you know, I think you need this, this and this because of this. Um, You know, we don't have to do anything today if you don't want to. But you know, here's why I think you need it. And here's what can happen if you don't do this, you know, um, if I feel like they're still being, you know, uh, they're just being, you know, hard or difficult, then I'll, you know, I can say, you know, do you need a few minutes? I can step out, give you a few minutes, and I can come back, let me know what you think. Um, so sometimes that, just stepping out for a second, um, stepping out for a second, allowing them to to understand uh, or to take the time to, you know, to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, just in the back of, you know, my head, so you know, for dentists out there, you know, like, just think, like, if they're in pain, they're already cranky, they've probably been to so many offices before, been denied treatment, um, you know, they, they're probably battling other things, too, yeah. at home, and in life, and everything, and, you know, sometimes it's hard as a dentist to, to, to understand it, because we, you know, at, at times, we're just very like, okay, well, I got to see the next patient, and I got to see the other one, and I'm running behind here, and then, you know, uh, lunchtime, and, you know, my assistants aren't going to have their lunch, and I'm not going to have mm. a lunch, so it's, like, hard, um, and, you know, sometimes it is very frustrating, but I guess just trying to see, you know, the human behind those teeth, you know, they're probably going through other things, too, so just taking the time to explain explain it to them in the way that maybe other people haven't explained it to them and just, you know, helping them understand that, you know, we're here for you. We, we don't want to cause more pain for you. I'm here to, I'm here to help you, you know, and, and unfortunately because of whatever situation, a lot of times, you know, it could be a broken tooth. We can't save the tooth. Uh, we need to take it out. You know, they're upset that we have to take it out. There's no way we can save it. You know, just explaining to them, you know, like 
you know that's unfortunate but you know you know this is what has to be done but there's there's ways around it you know you can get a partial an implant just seeing the the positive you know we got to do what we got to do to fix the issues you came in with but there's solutions and like here's what we can do going forward yeah i think that's uh what i took from that is just like having a solution don't just talk about the problem but a theme is is as with anything in life like the more you know about it the less scary it becomes whether yeah. it's like going to dental school you know when you shadowed yeah um your local dentist and and that probably re- regardless of how you you may have been aware of it at the time like that might have taken away some of the fear of the unknown which, which a lot of people mm-hmm. have like oh man if i go into the dentist for the first time in a while what are they going to tell me is it going to be expensive there's all these fear of the unknown yeah. so I think that that's a great answer. Like the more information you can give them, uh, the more comfortable they'll be. So in your young dental career so far, mm-hmm. what's your experience been like working with dental labs and how important is it, do you think, for dentists to have like a good full service lab they can trust? Oh my God, it's so important <laughs> because I work at multiple offices. I mean, I work with different labs and some I have a preference to than others. So sometimes when I'm working with one lab and I'm like, ugh, no, yeah, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Um, so a lot of it, it, it just reflects, you know, the, I know I'm not an owner, but you know, sometimes I know that, you know, you save a lot of money in that way. And, you know, some dentists, you know, might, might not, they don't they know their way around it they know how to compensate for for that um i kind of struggle with that sometimes like i want it to look great the less work i have to do the better so that's yeah just really important to me and just what i saw today at newark like holy crap like you guys do amazing work like quality it's all about the quality and that you know not only gives better results but it's just easier for us for the patient and yeah, you can't argue with good quality results. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that. I know Dr. Velker, he talks about consistent quality mm-hmm. and how when you try a new lab or a dentist might try a new lab, they'll give you like very good attention at first, but then they'll slowly wane that off and like in his words, see what you will accept, like see the line of quality you'll accept. And uh, he's new on for over 30 years, uh, the final 30 years of his when he owned his practice and he said the biggest thing for him was consistent quality so yeah. i would say like whether it's it's new art or whether it's a different lab um, find a lab that gets you consistent quality easy to talk to people new technology you know free shipping is obviously a must um but yeah uh, I and think, i would say a local a local lab too that's also yeah. a big a big um pro to to having a good lab too. For those rush cases, right? Yeah. 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 Well, actually, this is fascinating. Could you tell them the story, tell our audience the quick story about why you came into the lab today? So you have a wedding coming up. It was not your own though. No, not my own. So what happened? Uh, My sibling needed a flexi partial for for one tooth. Unfortunately, she lost it. Um, So if she's hearing this, um, (laughs) tsk, tsk. Um, no, but uh, she lost it, unfortunately, and the wedding's this Saturday, and she was freaking out, and then I'm freaking out, because her anxiety, my family's anxieties are always my anxieties, so I'm from Illinois, um, but I live in Wisconsin, so when I was, when I came back from the holiday visit um, yesterday, I 
kept thinking all night. I'm like, oh, I'm like, should I try to redo the partial? Is is New Art gonna be able to do it? Let me pay them a visit. So I just woke up early on my day off, came in, and yeah, you guys amazing. You guys told me you can do it even a day sooner than I expected, and yeah, and I'm so thankful for you guys. Man, uh, <laughs> that's super cool to just like get your reaction on the pod. Uh, I think just to summarize, like your your sister lost her flexible partial yeah. something that happens she told you yesterday or the day before um actually i called her before i went home for christmas so i called her maybe like thursday okay so she gave you kind of like one week to fix this problem yeah and we're gonna get it done yeah yeah mm-hmm. very cool um i'm <laughs> happy i, I did not exp- i didn't even think you guys could do it but i'm like oh, let me just try maybe they could so honestly i'm like so so happy <laughs> yeah okay so here's a fun question like like let's say we fast forward like 10 20 years what do you envision your dental practice looks like like your office looks like where you might be practicing is it going to be here is it going to be maybe a different location is it going to be maybe multiple like what what's your like vision i guess for the next you know 10 to 20 i well at least right now i mean i am in such a like transitional period i guess i would say in my life where like i'm just so fascinated with like everywhere i'm just starting to travel so i you know every i try to travel every three months so i'm visiting all these major cities that i've never i've always been in the midwest bubble so like i you know went to new york boston orlando miami and i'm just like man like the u.s is pretty cool we got some cool cities outside of the midwest so like there's part of me that's so curious about living outside of the midwest that i i i honestly don't know there's so many factors before i make you know a decision like there's so many things that i would have to consider so like honestly i don't know where I envision my, you know, if I ever get a practice or anything, I, I don't know where that would be yet. Um, but if I ever do get a practice, I mean, you know, I would love to have other other um, doctors working with me. I love working with other doctors, so that's always nice. Um, yeah, I like <laughs> my ki- whenever I get a house, my kitchen counter has to be white. So I already know my dental office will have white <laughs> white counters. I can that's tell you good. that. Yeah, okay. I can tell you that. But um, as far as location and size and how many offices, I don't know yet. I think there's a lot of factors right now that I have to figure out in my life before I could. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, it's it's maybe not a tomorrow thing, but yeah. eventually thing. That's yeah. good to just think about it. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? What advice would you maybe give to just a younger dentist like yourself? Honestly, I mean, younger dentists or even, you know, aspiring dentists, like just honestly ask questions like I don't Mm. know I I just always love to ask questions and that's part of the reason why I love working with other doctors you know especially ones who are older than me or have been practicing for a long time like I just like watching sometimes I just like hover hover over you know a dentist and just you know hey can I just watch what you're doing and like just seeing like the tiniest um difference in like what they do you know like oh like they like putting their articulating paper like this or you know they like taking they like doing the the root canal like this just like any little tips like that and then asking why you know and asking you know how you know has that worked for you what what wasn't working for you like I don't know I just love learning new things and like I'm not uh I'm not afraid of you know um constructive criticism too so because I work with other dentists you know I'll ask them you know I'm not 
I don't ever think I'm perfect. So if I'm stuck on something, I don't have, you know, an ego. I'm not going to be like, nope, I got to get this out. No, I'll go ask and, you know, ask for their tips. How can I avoid this next time? And yeah, honestly, I just think in dentistry, like you just always learn something new. Even today, right? Like I just learned something new and I love um, Dr. Um, Velker's advice. Like he's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I think just like from where I'm sitting, like you've shown dedication to the patient and the fact that you're even here right now on your day off in the dental lab uh, looking to solve a problem and the the asking of questions too like those are two things every young dentist can control no matter how big your budget is no matter how big your knowledge is how vast your knowledge is is like you can you can be dedicated to the patients and you can ask questions and I think good things will happen yeah oh and and honestly another thing that I would uh, mention too is like to and maybe I'm guilty of this too right there's the, there's a few things that I'm kind of scared about right implant restorations or even implant implant placements I'm a little scared of them right now because I haven't done them but I know myself once I do it under the supervision of an experienced dentist like I'll feel confident so I feel like that's one thing too like don't be scared of like trying something new as long as you got you know good guidance a good mentor um then you know do it you're gonna feel so good and you're gonna learn and you're gonna feel confident and you're gonna keep expanding on the procedures that you can do and provide to your patients so I, that's honestly how I learned more complex extractions root canals like mm-hmm. all because I learned I asked questions when I got stuck I would ask they would come in help me and yeah honestly I think that's do you want to shout out some mentors real quick Oh, Dr. Reem Majub, honestly, that's the number one mentor. I mean, all of Marquette, too. Yeah. Like, all of Marquette uh, Dental School, Dr. Grady, um, everybody, honestly. I learned so much. But right now, the main, my main uh, dental mentor, I guess I would say, and friend, uh, yeah, Dr. Reem Majub. Shout out to Dr. Oh. Reem Majub. Thank you, Dr. Reem. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Melissa. Thank you. Dr. Corrado. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at life at newartdental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, 